everyone? My name is Christian Valdanza Dutacchio. And this is Giuliano Caleri. This is T4Z Football Radio. joining us today uh it is uh late night on monday november the 30th so a lot of our listeners will probably be getting this first thing on tuesday morning uh hope everyone had a great weekend enjoyed what was what i like to call it upset weekend some crazy results this past weekend in the city uh we're gonna talk all we're gonna talk all about them uh a total thrashing of roma by Napoli for nothing. Uh, Milan still on top. It looks like no Zlatan, no problem, but we'll dissect that a little bit more. Um, Inter surprise winners, 3 nothing over Sassuolo. And Benevento, huge tie for them on uh, Juventus. It's definitely no Ronaldo, no party. Um, but we'll get into that as well. Uh, so uh, before we uh, before we jump right in, I just want to follow up from last podcast. I know there are people that have been asking what the name of that panettone is called with the mascarpone cheese. <laughs> it's actually called panettoncino. Giuliano, I think, posted a picture on Twitter with it. Yes, it's called it panettoncino, and surprisingly, it is available at Costco. <laughs> uh, the only Costco I've seen it so far is at Scarborough Costco. So for those of you that shop at Scarborough Costco, it's actually in the cheese section with all the cheeses. Suburban so, life. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but uh, if you want to give it a shot, it's called Panettoncino. $18 for a box of six. It's a little pricey, but uh, it is worth every penny. So... <laughs> But that being said, let's uh, let's get started with today. Let's go over all the Serie A games. We've got a lot to talk about. We've got upcoming Champions League, Europa League, and then we got a big game to talk about tomorrow, Forge FC against the uh, the current leaders in the Haitian uh, Division One, Arcahai. I don't I forget how you pronounce it, but I'll get better as the show goes on. Uh, we'll talk about that later in the show. So uh, that being said, let's start. First game of the first game was a shocker. I could set the tone for the weekend. Yeah. Inter three nothing winners on Sassuolo. Uh, a lot of people did not see this coming. I for one didn't see this coming. What do you th- what did you think of this game? Yeah, I didn't. <clears throat> I didn't see this coming either. From Inter um, going into this game, Caputo was still out. Giacomo Raspadori started up. Yeah. Um, but Ardi had an off game. This is his team. He scores against Inter yeah. all the time. So Swallow has had Inter's number over the years. And uh, in regards to the game, Conte completely changed the tactics. He, he was more reserved. Got the team back, Gagliardini. Still the same midfield, though. Same midfield, same <laughs> same player selection, which... Yeah. He took Barella off, though. That was surprising. That was surprising. I don't know. But the same midfield. Yeah. The difference was between this Inter and the Inters we've seen the last few weeks, this Inter can drop right back into their end. Yeah. They waited for Swallow to make the mistakes and then pounced on uh, pounced on those mistakes. Vlad. Kirkis. Kirkis with the big mistake on the first goal. Yeah. I mean, uh, he just tried a long pass diagonal. Lautaro just stuck out his foot. And then from there, the play developed. Sanchez getting a goal. And then on the second, Vlad, exact same own thing. Goal. Own goal, Vidal just smashing yeah. across the box and it goes off his back and in. And yeah, that was tough. That's how Inter won this game. They didn't play great yeah. offensively. They were just efficient. Yeah. And I guess their goal scoring chances, which were uh, fortunate. Defensively, they, this is the most solid game I think they've played. Yeah. Skriniar was a standout performer, Darby yeah. too. 
Handanovic played pretty decent. Yeah, Handanovic had a decent game, but overall not impressed. I think it was more so Sassuolo lost this game than Inter won it. Yeah, they just uh, they didn't like Consigli didn't play well. Like you said, Kirkis not not so well. I mean, it was it wasn't a good like their their big guns didn't show up. Juricic didn't show up. Yeah, uh, Bolga played okay. Mm-hmm. Locatelli did too. I know getting a yellow card, but uh, yeah, Locatelli I think was the best on the field for them. First as well, yeah, and yeah. then Berardi, like you said, he didn't show up. Uh, it's uh, it, it was uh, it was tough, but uh, you know it's. Uh, Inter, at the end of the day, whether I know we've been talking a lot about Inter the past couple of weeks and giving up hope on them, but they just don't seem to go away. When Just when you write them off, they pull out a result, like a, pulling out a rabbit out of a hat. And, yeah, you the, know, the Antonio Conte. This is the mark. Antonio Conte way. It, it, mm-hmm. it really is. They, they, they win ugly. They don't win beautifully. And... They're, st- they're only five points behind Milan, so and they're in second place now because everybody else dropped points. So which is how they're in say, second place? Yeah, yeah I, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's uh, no one knows. But so Swolo two 0 down in the first fourteen minutes. Yeah, it was That's over. It. The game was over the game in was the first fourteen minutes. Yeah. They started very poorly, and that yeah. completely changed it. That's why I think the Swolo lost it, and Inter really yeah didn't win it. Yeah, um, it's their first loss of the season. Yeah, first eight games unbeaten ended uh, yeah. on the ninth week. Yeah, same record as Inter, believe it or not. Five wins, yeah. three draws, one loss. Like It sounds like the way people have been talking about Inter, and ourselves included, it, it, it feels like Inter's had a terrible, terrible, terrible start. But when you look at it, they've only lost one game. So... Are they? Are they? Are they still in the thick of it? Hundred percent, they are. But I think yeah, it's a combination of Champions League and yeah, that run of eight games, no yeah. wins, was bad. It has come to an end. Yeah, Inter now in their last uh, six City A games has three wins, two draws, a loss. So they have turned it around. They now have. They, now they got to keep steamrolling through keep teams. Keep going, build the momentum. Big game we'll talk about a little bit later against Mucci Gladbach mm-hmm. coming up this midweek. And uh, Th- This is one thing I didn't understand in the game, though, uh, with regards to Conte. So he started Lukaku on the bench for the first time in a long, long time. Uh, I'm assuming thinking of Champions League, but he brings him on in the last 10 minutes of the game when you're up 3-0. Yeah. Why? Are you not trying to keep this guy healthy, prevent injuries? Why bring him on for the last? Antonio Conte is not very wise in so his he has in some selections. Yeah, and I don't think he's ever been good with substitutions. With substitutions. No. That's one thing he really lacks. He he builds. He, he's he's that kind of coach that he's the kind of coach that's fiery, mm-hmm. like that will go in, that will yell at everybody in the locker room and, and, and try and develop. Maybe that's why he has such a short lifespan at all these clubs is because you can a coach like that or a manager like that, you can only put up with them for so long. They have such a short lifespan uh, as a manager with a certain club. They're, they're not going to stick around forever and you lose the room really fast. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing I'll give Antonio Conte. That, that's the only thing he's got going for him, but going back... Yeah, substitution wise, it's very poor. It doesn't make any sense. No, Erickson again on the 85th minute. That's back to back games. He's done that. Yeah, Erickson. Uh, Erickson's on his way out. His confidence is gone. Yeah, Erickson's on his way out. It's a, and you know what the sad part is? Erickson's probably going to go somewhere. The rumor right now is that he's going to go to Arsenal. That's no. one of them. He's going to go to Arsenal. He's going to light it up, and everyone's going to look at Conte like you're an idiot. 
And you know what Conte's going to say? You didn't fit my system. <laughs> you didn't fit my system. Well, when you have a player as talented as Christian Eriksen, you find a way to put him in. Exactly. Right? Exactly. You that's should. What, that's what a good coach does. Yeah. And very, very... But you know what? Like, can't can't really criticize him right now. He won three nothing. He won three nothing because of his tactical genius. Yeah, it's <laughs> no, but definitely no, I, not. Yeah. Definitely not. Fortunate, fortunate uh, win, I think, for them. Yeah, to swallow it and show up to this game. Yeah, no, and you know when you concede a goal that early, it's really hard to. Yeah, it's really hard to find your feet after that. It's it, it's. I would love to see a statistic on how many times a team has turned it around when somebody mm-hmm. scored a goal in the first five ten minutes of the game and they go down but that being said enter three nothing winners let's move on to the next game another surprise benevento juventus i don't think a lot of people saw this coming no one to one and uh it definitely it, it's definitely proven the point no ronaldo no party and crazy thing is in the news too i don't know if you heard ronaldo so Pirlo was actually hammered in the media yeah. saying he didn't tell Ronaldo to stay home. Ronaldo said he wanted to stay home. So there's been questions about who's the authoritative figure in this in this yeah. Juve team. Yeah. Apparently Pirlo uh, is very hands-off when it comes to the tactics, the team room talks. He's, yeah. a, he's a quiet manager. He's more of a, what's the word again? I'm forgetting the word. He uh, delegates. Sorry. Yeah. He delegates uh, all the roles. Which is fine. Yeah. But uh, he's being questioned now. Ronaldo, whether that's true or not, it's, it's not good. He Ronaldo was needed in a game like this. Yeah, he was. And that kind of shows some dysfunction happening right now. But for Ronaldo... Yeah, it's it's strange. Who knows? Maybe it's a rumor, but yeah, it, it's, that's the story. Yeah. It, it, it's... I'd be... I'm surprised to kind of hear that. I guess he really thought he wasn't needed for this game, and he's probably kicking himself. If that is true, he's probably kicking himself for this because Ronaldo, at the end of the day, is a winner. Yeah. He wants to win everything. He's going to be pissed off about this result. Mm-hmm. And uh, what 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 can you say? I I mean, Juventus just didn't show up to this game. No. Alvaro Morata, you know, a goal and a red card. So yeah, the only card of the weekend too. Only red card. Yeah, and uh, Juan Cuadrado deflated. Looked deflated in this game. Uh, Federico Chiesa picked up the assist in the Morata goal. Yeah, nice long pass. Yeah, so he's he's real. I the one that I have to credit Pirlo is he's playing Chiesa where Chiesa thrives, and that's on the wide midfield. He's not playing an attacking winger. He's playing in the midfield on wide right midfield, so that works. Um, what do, what do you think of his team selection though? It's like do you like this four four two? I'm a fan of four four two. I I know four four two is very traditional, very old school, but a four four two never never fails, never does you wrong. You just need the players for you it. You just need the players for it, but like why is Ramsey playing a left mid? I, I don't get that. Yeah, that that's a bit strange. My my assumption is Ramsey what he was supposed to do is come uh, kinda in that space between the forwards yeah. and the, in the midfield and Fabrota would yeah, transition and be more of a left wing back, but yeah, it's just it's it, not working tactics. wise It's not working tactics wise. Even his substitutions, they came on. They they looked deflated. Bernardeski, Bentancur, Kulusevski, mm-hmm. 
Bala, he played okay, but just couldn't score. Couldn't score, right? Yeah, he he played he played a decent game, but yeah, he just yeah. couldn't get the goal. I think you if you have to give credit to people and Zagi mm-hmm. came in. Team did not did not play the greatest, no. but, uh, but they, they found a way. They did. Ever since they changed the Christmas tree formation, the four yeah. three two one, they've completely turned fortunes on. They're picking up they a have. lot of points. They have. They're playing like they should be. Yes. I think you know you play the Catanacho counterattack. We're a lesser team way against these kind of teams. Try mm-hmm. and stay compact. Find a find an opening and have to give credit to let uh, Letzia. Yeah, man of the match from Capania. Yeah. Outstanding, beautiful and, volley, and a be- yeah, beautiful goal. I, I, what, what can you say? I mean, I think the defense is pretty decent. I, I, I like the pairing of Camel Gleek and Luca Caldirola, but they didn't play the greatest this game. But they still did the job. Yes, right. The one criticism from Pirlo for his team was uh, the way they concede goals. Yeah. So he says they're very bad at uh, match management. Yeah. So the Benevento goal came off a Juve corner. Which, for anyone that plays uh, football, that's one of the deadly sins. You never can see goals off of your own corner. Yeah. So, poor corner turned into a counterattack for Benevento. They ended up getting into the UVA end and ended up getting the goal two minutes into injury time of the of the first half. So, poor way to concede. Yeah. So right now, UVA do have the best defense in City, huh? uh, but they're not scoring the goals they used to score. And uh, that's the major difference between this UV right now and yeah. previous UVs. UV always used to score. For sure. That you know they were always going to score that second goal. Yeah. In the game, if they ever conceded, you knew it was coming. And now you question are they capable of doing that? Especially yeah. if Ronaldo's not in the picture. Yeah. And you know, if you're, if Ronaldo, if that thing is true, Ronaldo wanted to stay home. You stay, stay, yeah. stay home in the midweek game against Kiev when you really don't have much to play for. This is the game you need to win because you got to play catch up. That's what we thought. Exactly. You've already clinched your way into the round of sixteen. Now's your time to catch up to AC Milan. Who's been focusing? But on do you believe in that story? Do you I believe he would wait? I don't think Ronaldo would say that. Like he wants to pad his stats for Champions League. He's not obsessed with it. He doesn't care about City. Huh? You think that's his mentality? Uh, it'd be very hard for me to uh, as much. I, I don't. I'm not a huge, huge fan of Cristiano Ronaldo, but I don't think a guy like that, like a, a who will go down in history as one of the greatest players to ever play the game, would feel that way. I know. I can't see him. I can't see. It that. must have been a, a knock or something. It, it has to be, and they don't want to talk about it that way. Maybe it's a way to distract. That's true. Why say that your best player is injured, right? Yeah, you don't want people to know that, right? Mm-hmm. So it is no no Ronaldo, no party, unfortunately. But credit to Benevento. That's a big point for them. Yeah. Man. And uh, so 1-1, one, one, Benevento, Juventus. And then then we have another somewhat, well, it was a bit of a surprise. Verona, 2 nothing victors over Atalanta. Yeah, we know how stubborn this Verona team yeah. is. I think I had them to tie, I think. You did, you but did. But I didn't expect these guys to pull this rabbit out of the hat. Yeah. Um, Atalanta. Atalanta. I think now, on XG, were they supposed to win the game? They were by point one. By point one, so. so they made the, they created the chances. The draw should have been there. Because yeah. the chance yeah, the chances were there. Yeah. Uh just they could not score. Illich missed an open net. Yeah. Papu Gomez hasn't been himself recently. Uh, yeah, twenty to seven in shots for Atalanta to Verona. Gotta, so, gotta really just gotta make one quick shout out. 
Yes. Made our team of the week, Marco Silvestri, again. yet again. Holy. <laughs> what can you say about this guy? Best goalie in City, yeah. Hands down. Best Hands goalie. down the best goalie in City, yeah. If it wasn't for how outstanding Zakani played and getting that goal, I think Silvestri would have been up there as for man of the match. I mean, mm-hmm. kept at the kept, yes. I mean, Ilicic missed that open net, but he he. Silvestri shows up to every single game. This 3 4 2 1 for Verona just works. It's yes. another Christmas tree formation, right? Mm-hmm. It works. And uh, what can you say? I mean, uh, they, they played well. They, this team doesn't does, has a couple of players that are like outstanding, mm-hmm. but. As, but as a team as a whole, like they they're not they don't have the most gifted players in the world. No, they just they're hardworking. They know they're t- they like they they're such a hardworking team, and they play a team game. And yeah. defense wins you championships. Defense might steal the, these guys a Europa League spot, or oh, Europa know. Conference League spot. Marco Silvestri, especially because I just want to read out this stat. So, shot shots against on target. Okay. The worst team in the league is Cagliari with 59, Benevento 48, Crotone and Parma with 46, and then you have Genoa, Hellas Verona. That's crazy. And Sassuolo, all tied on 42. So they're one of the worst yeah, they can teams see at preventing. Yeah, they can see it on target. Yeah. And Marco Silvestri is the difference. They've only conceded seven goals, and I'm just going to read again the teams in that uh, bracket, how many goals they conceded. So Sassuolo has conceded 12, Genoa 16. Parma 16, Crotone 20, Benevento 21, and Cali 19. This isn't uh, considered in the uh, games that were just played this Monday. Yeah. Um, but that's the stats. Only seven goals against. That shows you how good Marco Silvestri's been. Yeah. He's probably been the man of the match for them every yeah, game. Absolutely. And another standout player on this Hellas Verona team who's kind of been flying under the radar, Zakani. Yeah. He has probably been top three in regards to Italian players performing the season so far. Yeah. He started the game. Uh, so the formation was that Christmas tree formation, kind of 3-4-2-1. Uh, but Jodic had to switch the formation around due to injuries. Zakani started off as a forward. He ended up dropping into the left wing back position with Marco yeah. dropping into the center back positions. And he scores a goal. So it shows his versatility. He can play yeah. anywhere from the wings to left back to... Yeah. You know, forward positions. Here's a here's a wild card option for Roberto Mancini. Unbelievable player. Yeah, yeah. Might get an opportunity. He should. He was called up for the last squad. Yeah, I believe he got his one appearance against Estonia. Against Estonia, but he's having a hell of a season. Yeah, and then uh, on on Atalanta on the other side for Atalanta. I mean, uh, no Christian Romero. No Christian Romero. They can see two goals. Yeah, see two goals and. Golini, I think, came off with an injury too. Yeah, he did his knee, something like that. Yeah, so he back to Sportiello now, which isn't a bad thing. I don't think that's it's a not bad a thing. bad thing for them. Juven Zapata, he played. I think he played a, a fantastic game. He just couldn't put the ball in the back of the net. Yeah, the goals, the goals just aren't happening. Yeah, uh, this this team is so. This team is very very Jekyll and Hyde. Mm-hmm. And, the the uh, Liverpool game was an outlier. Yeah. Outlier for uh, yeah. for Atalanta because they've been, yeah, kind of plateauing a bit. Yeah. Then you had that outlier game against Liverpool, and yeah. then this is kind of what they've been doing all season. Exactly. 
now well, they the go, goals have dried up since they've stopped scoring those wonder goals that yeah. we talked about early on in the season. Yeah. We said once those wonder goals stop, Atalanta's going to be in trouble, and that's what's happening. Yeah. So it's kind of a, it's a surprise, but it's not a surprise. Yeah. Right. Verona is a tough team to beat, and joint with Juventus is the best defense in the league. Yeah. Even though they've conceded one of the most shots in the, yeah, in the league. Because right? of that goalie, Marco Silvestri. Marco Silvestri. He's going to a big team next year. Yeah. I don't I think his days this, this is the last season with him at Verona. He's gonna go for some big money. Maybe Inter will come knocking. A lot of yeah, a lot of teams I'd go after. And he's he's played in England. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I think at Leeds, if I'm not mistaken. I think one so. English. Yeah, it might have been Leeds. That's where he uh he did the unorthodox route. Yeah. You know, he won uh, overseas at a young age. Yeah. And also, one more shout out before we leave this game, Miguel Veloso. Yeah, came on. Wow, big difference. Right off the bench, I still got it. Did he score a free kick or he hit the crossbar or something like that? I think I he hit the crossbar. Yeah, he hit the crossbar on a free kick. He uh, and he scored a pen. I think he set up a goal too. He did. Yeah, so we got the yeah. yeah hit the crossbar on the free kick, scored a penalty. Fantastic game. Yeah. What could you ask for? Yeah, from your subs coming in. Maybe Portugal. He changed it in the middle of the yeah. field. Maybe Portugal will come knocking again just for the Euro. They look pretty weak in that midfield. You need a holding guy like that. He can do a job. That's for definitely, sure. Definitely, definitely. So uh, let's uh, let's let's move on to the next game. Mm-hmm. Uh, another surprise. This one I did not expect. Udine- I don't think anybody did. The whole world didn't expect this. Udinese three-one victors over Lazio. Shocking, and it was great to see Strakosha come back. Uh, I'm sure Pepe Reina loved the rest, mm-hmm. but Strakosha played a horrible game. Yeah, he was. He looked rusty. He yeah. looked really rusty. Um, the old Chiro Immobile getting a goal. Penalty. <laughs> played okay. Chiro penalty. Chiro penalty. But a goal is a goal. But best player on the field yet again. Uh, even though the scoreline was three to one, best player on the field had to be a Cherby for uh, Lazio. Yeah, for Lazio, yeah. yeah, for Lazio. But uh, what can you say about uh, what can you say about Udinese? Udinese, they d- they did what? Yeah. Like we said, they have one of the most stingiest defenses. Yeah. Back to that shot on target stat. Yeah. They for a team that's at the bottom have the third least yeah, shots no, against they're, they're they're definitely coming around they're only better by napoli and juve in regards to shots on target that's crazy that's only absolutely by crazy. napoli and juve that's absolutely crazy so imagine that's what we were saying if they start scoring this Udinese team they are, are going to be hard to beat they, they, they yeah. have and they're just going to start climbing and climbing and climbing it looks like it looks like the mess has been figured out at Udinese. yeah it, it really did it really did so Gotti, you got to give the guy credit you got to give the guy credit 100 percent. i mean uh juan muso fantastic game rodrigo de paul great game yeah yeah you, you had three argentine score in this game yeah or sorry two well Ar- one of them is uh one of them is uh forestieri is like, like argentinian italian, italian yeah right but he's he's had quite a career too. He spent a lot of his in career in England, yeah. right? So it's uh, interesting. But Suato uh, Forestieri, the Paul Arslan with the beautiful goal yeah. just to open the scoring yeah. in the game. Absolutely. Lazio oh. just had no an- answer. They so they go on from uh, the Champions League game. They were shooting. You look at Chiro and Parolo. Those yeah. two goals. They couldn't recreate that magic. Nothing. No, nothing. And no Gerard Dulofeu this game too. Yeah, it, you know what, Udinese, they're figuring it out. 
they're figuring it out. If they keep this way, then they're definitely not getting relegated. They're going to be up there in the mid-table. One of the best defenses in the league. Yep. Overall, like a team defense, they prevent shots from on, on net. Great goalie, Musso. And now you're not relying on Lasagna and uh, Stefano Cacciucco. I still yeah. think as a part to play in this team. But now you can rely on goals from Pusueto. Yeah. And Forestieri, who have been silent all season up yeah. until now. Now they're figuring it out. So good for them. Yeah. So Udinese, a big three to one victors there. Anybody who made these picks, you must have made a ton of money. Like <laughs> the, the odds were unbelievable. But uh, let's move on to the next game. Milan, two nothing victors over Fiorentina. Proving they can do it. Nose Latin, no problem. Yep. Uh, big two nothing win for them. Uh, you read me an interesting stop before yeah, we started recording. So uh, after this game now. Fiorentina has now not scored a goal in the past four games. The last time they scored a goal was October the 25th. So it's been over a month. Terrible. 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 If you're Rocco Camiso, oh, I think you've I think you've made a mistake, my friend. I really do. This team's just hovering two points above uh, Torino. Yeah. Who's in relegation right yeah, now. Yeah, it's just, it, it's, 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 it's a disaster. Who, who would have saw this coming for Fiorentina before yeah. the season Everybody started? Everybody thought Fiorentina was going to probably be challenging for Europa League yeah. spot, right? It, it, with Chiesa gone or yeah. there, no one, I don't think, would have seen Fiorentina no. above relegation. No, definitely. It makes no sense with this team. No, it doesn't make sense at all. I mean, Casares again. Casares like, hasn't had one good game. No. I and that's why that's an example I don't know why he keeps playing yeah. Caceres is because he's done that's it he's, he's done. finished uh, I mean, this he was done in his Juve days Caceres yeah this Fiorentina team just looked abysmal uh, Frank Kessie getting a goal setting up Romagnoli that was an interesting I mean if you, if I'm Dragovsky and the way Kessie was able to flick it to Romagnoli off that corner, nobody chasing, and Romagnoli. You got to give credit, though, for Romagnoli for continuing his run. Yeah. He didn't turn off. The entire Fiorentina defense yeah. was asleep. Just no one moved. They're just, they're just ball watching. <laughs> Everyone ball watching. Yeah, Romagnoli ball. was the only one moving. Yeah, ball watching. Interesting celebration, too. Yeah. With, uh, with his hand, yeah. With his hand. He's sick of the criticism. Yeah. Kalinoglu, well, though, even though he didn't pitch him with a goal and assist, he yeah. was probably the best player in the game. Yeah. In terms of creativity, yeah, he, and uh, he, he's a guy a that he, he's a guy that might be on his way out. Strangely That's, enough, yeah, yeah, which is be a big loss to Milan there. Uh, Davide Calabria played a pretty good game. Yes, this one. So finally, uh, Davide Calabria. I think he played Tail Hernandez in this game. Yeah, I, I like Davide. I've been watching him since he was a teenager. Yeah, he's good. He's got. He's just. He still seems like he's raw. Yeah, that, that's the only thing with him. Uh, the one thing I will say is uh, Ante Rebic could not fill in for his Latin. It's going to be very difficult to fill that void. Yeah, he's a different player. Yeah. Rebic is all about running into the space. Yeah, absolutely. Dribbling. That's what he does. He's still yeah. a handful, but he's yeah. no Ibra. No. Donnarumma still had a role to play. He did. So, you know, we got to give... Uh, he had a couple mistakes, yeah. mental lapses at the beginning of the game, but he ended up fixing yeah, he and did. making some big saves in the game. Yeah, he did. Um, in regards to shots on target, there was only one shot difference on target between Fiorentina and Milan. Yeah. So Dararuma is continuing with his amazing form this season. Absolutely. 
absolutely. No, good on Milan. Big, big 2 nothing win for them. Um, but Mi- Milan, this is what... They, they've never had this. They've never had this where... Uh, I don't think Donnarumma's ever been this consistent in his yeah. career. They've never had... Uh, I'm going to say Romagnoli, this is one of his... Was this his first game back or second? I think it's his second game back. Second game. So he's come back. He looks... He looks good. More confident. Yeah. But they've never had a solid center back pairing. And Kyer... No. Kyer's really... Kyer's been so underrated. Yeah. He's the... Uh, He's the foundation that this yeah. whole backline's built on. Yeah. He is such a rock solid veteran. Yeah, I think anywhere Kyer's gone, he's played well. Kessler. Even in his Palermo yeah. days, he was oh, yeah. good. He's so. a great passer of the ball. He does everything, yeah. Kyer. Great Absolutely. underrated defender. Sevilla, he was good. Yeah, Sevilla, he was good. Lille, he was good too, yeah. right? So their midfield too has been the most solid it's ever been in a yeah. long time. They just all the pieces are there, and then Zlatan's a cherry on top, and exactly. uh, the finisher. Exactly, finisher. Tonali. I've been, uh, I've been, I think, fair with him yeah. all season. He had a a decent game. It was decent, yeah. Yeah, I think he's young, so obviously he's only twenty. I think the thing that he uh, he obviously has the technical ability. He has the ability to make a pass. I think what he just lacks is the the physical attributes of playing in the midfield, which I'm sure he'll attain as he gets yeah bigger and stronger and is competing with the best players in the world week in week out. Uh, that's just the one weeks. You know, spot I see in his game is the physical part of it, but yeah. easily fixed. Definitely. And uh, he looked he looked good. Yeah. But Milan, what can you say? Nine games undefeated. Yeah. Momentum's carried over since the restart last year. Mm-hmm. Got nothing to say. <laughs> I got nothing the to Mil- say. The Milan fans. Yeah, the Milan fans. They got a lot to say. They have a lot to say. <laughs> I have a lot to say, but I'm keeping my mouth shut. I'm just going <laughs> to go to sleep. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Just remember that. It's a marathon, not a sprint. We'll see. We'll see. Well, let's move on to the next game. Uh, Bologna, one nothing victors over Crotone. They ended, I believe. They ended our. They ended my uh, prediction <laughs> streak for getting games wrong. This is the game that ended it. <laughs> no, I think we both took Bologna yeah, in this we game, did. right? But they ended a streak. I forget what the streak. I forget how how many games it was. I believe it was somewhere around forty or forty three games. Is their first clean sheet in that long? No way. I, I think so. Holy. Yeah, I think so. No, I believe it. It's uh, yeah. They haven't been good defensively in a long in a long time. Yeah, I mean uh, it's uh, Soriano continuing. Yeah. Scoring from he's probably been the best. I think. Trecortista in the league. Yeah. The guy scores goals. Everything goes to him in this Bologna team. Yeah. He's been phenomenal. Skrups, he had a good game. Tomiyasu started the game rough, but he made it up with some uh, big defensive yeah. displays. Just on that stat, I just, sorry, I just looked it up. Yeah. It was their first clean sheet in 41. I think that's games. almost the record in the big five. Right? It is. It's the f- And the last time they had a clean sheet before this game was September 25th, 2019. Holy. Yeah, it's a long time. That is a long time. Over a year. It's a long strange when your coach, Sinsa Mihailovic, he's a defender too. Yeah, it's uh, strange, but uh, when you have Lukas Skorupski in that, I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Crotone, so yeah. poor. Yeah, Again. so poor. I mean, the only credit you can give to is to Alex Cordaz, who... He played good. He yeah, played he good. Play good. 
But Crotone, are you really surprised by this? I, I, I'm not surprised by this at all. They're they're abysmal. I, I'm surprised they haven't taken uh, Stroppa out yet. Yeah, it's gonna. I don't even know if I can see Crotone winning a game. Have they played Genoa yet? Yeah, because Genoa smashed them. And they smashed them. So <laughs> what a shout! Who, who are they gonna beat? <laughs> who are they gonna beat? Yeah, uh, it's yeah, yeah. It's, Crotone. It's a bad, bad start to the season. Yeah. It's not looking good for them. Uh, not looking good at all. You need to. I think uh, changing the guard is necessary. You need some. Uh, you need some different ideas. Yeah. Now you need some different ideas, and uh, po- positives for Bologna. Andrea Pioli came back finally and yeah. got a medal after yeah. long injury stints. They were both on the bench yeah. in this game, which is good. And they're mid table now, tenth yeah. place. Two big midfielders for Bologna in the past. Yeah. So Magnus Fanberg and uh, Scholten. They've been. Uh, holding those spots in our yeah, absence uh, absolutely congratulations to Bologna big one nothing win there for them let's move on to the next game so this was going the way we thought it was going to go and then you get that penalty in the 90 plus 4 yeah. so Spezia 2-2 that penalty I think was BS I didn't get a good yeah. view of it on they didn't show any good views of it on TV which was strange yeah um, but Spezia did deserve something here because they played well they did they outplayed Cagliari they did outplay Cagliari in the first I'd say half they the first half they outshot Cagliari and then Cagliari you know stepped it up in the second half those two goals in yeah and uh, Bastoni what an assist on that first goal I know stud absolute stud Bastoni here Um, the one thing I can say about uh, Cagliari it was great to draw Pedro getting back on the goals another goal (laughs) because he's put back in his position and Pavi goal yeah scores after 18 months yeah that's a big uh, that's a big goal for, for Cagliari back heel flick he was he was ecstatic yeah. with the goal because the guy's been through so many injuries and everything and absolutely the one thing though is that they really miss Diego Godin man because uh well you you see we read that stat the most shots against in the league and yeah. not by a tiny margin by yeah. a big margin yeah absolutely Di Francesco has to do something about the defense yeah because you can't be scoring two goals every game no. this team especially no definitely not uh they'll be they'll be disappointed especially when they went up two to one they'll be very disappointed that they they dropped two points here yeah. i think it's a big point and and spezia is really happy with this point they're on a roll still um you know sitting in 12th place sitting five points above the drop now yeah, they're 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 doing what they what they what they set out to do, and uh, Cagliari, you got to be disappointed in this because now Spets is one point behind you, <laughs> and uh, Cagliari is always going to be a mid-table team. They they don't really impress. They got some good pieces, but they're not they're not a team to challenge for a Europa, a Europa Conference League spot. Yeah. Until they get that defensive uh, situation sorted yeah. out, it's not looking. Uh, no, it's not looking them. good. So Cagliari are where they should be, but they'll be disappointed. They, this is some, this is a game that they should have won, and uh, it is like the penalty. Yeah, the penalty I think made the difference to me. What I saw of it, it wasn't a penalty. Yeah, uh, it looked like a dive to me. Yeah, but you know, regardless of that, the officiating actually has been pretty good in Syria. Minus that one weekend, yeah. we talked about it. It's been good compared to, I'll tell you, the Premier League. Yeah, the I, hear, I hear the Premier League. Oh, League's my been, gosh. Officiating uh, has been a disaster, disaster there. Boy, they had, they had the problem. Italy had last year those problems. England's suffering from those uh, yeah. growing pains now. Definitely. 
Definitely. So, uh, but Spezia, Vicenzi Italiano, he's going to be a hot commodity. He's going. He is going to be a hot commodity. He keeps Spezia in here. He'll be coaching somewhere else next year. Oh yeah, he'll be coaching oh, yeah. some, a bigger team for sure. Um, but let's see what happens. You know, congratulations, Spezia, two-two draw. Cardi disappointed. So let's move on to the this game that I've been dreading to talk about. You want to? We'll do a salute there. Yeah, a salute to. Uh, We've had this limoncello sitting on the table. Yeah. Salute, salute to Napoli. Salute to Napoli. <laughs> You know, winning for Diego. Big win. 4 0. Got that Sally there. <laughs> I mean, what? I mean, what am I going to say? I mean, that's good stuff. It is good stuff. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, delicious. Roma, wow. Did not show up for this game. And this is why, you know, Roma was on a run, one of the most important teams in Europe. This is why I didn't want to say anything about Scudetto, <laughs> nothing like that. With the job is top four, just focus on the top four. Whatever we do after that is a bonus. This is why I tell the Roma fans, just enjoy the ride. Because yeah. you never know what's going to happen. That's why I tell Milan fans too, enjoy the ride. Because something like this might happen and you guys will have nothing to fall on, right? It's so quick. They were up at the top yeah. and now they're sitting six. Yeah. Well, that's how, it's only one point. That, that goes to show you how tight this league yeah. is, right? I mean, they, they really dropped the ball on this game, did not play well. This is a game that they really needed to show up for and they looked, uh, they looked, they came out of the gate flat. They came out of the gate flat. Obviously, Napoli just renaming their stadium, the Stadio Diego Armando Maradona Stadium now. And uh, you, you knew they had a fire to do something. Those kits, I loved. I love those Napoli. You like them? I like them. I didn't like them. I like them. I like the blue and white. But the blue and white, that, that's that, that's like Italy I like colors. the shorts. I didn't like the, that's I didn't the Italy like the colors. Napoli I love them. I love them. I liked it. Um, and you knew they were going to come out and yeah. they were going to. They were going to do something, and they did. And credit to Gennaro Gattuso, and after the game, he said, that's the Napoli I want to see. So exactly. he, what, you know, unfortunately, the passing of Diego. I know, Can you? but can you, so this is the problem. This is what we questioned with Napoli uh, in our previous podcast, the mentality. Now, it took the, the death of Diego Maradona for them to put in their best performance yeah. in a long time. But this is what this Napoli team's capable of. But are they capable of now holding it and holding keep, keep going? I don't know. You know, it's... I don't know. I don't know. But this you goes need, to show you... need you, something more than yeah, Diego, Diego Maradona, Maradona to keep you right? going. I think so. And uh, this goes to show you, though, that if when this Napoli team is focused and when they're out there and this is, this is, this is our game, that's how dangerous they are for yeah. nothing. That's how dangerous this Napoli team is. This is why I have Napoli in the top four. Well, like we said, this was a make or break game for them. If they didn't win this game, we yeah. both said their seasons were probably done. Yeah. Roma could afford to lose this game. They had space to drop yeah, points. Yeah, they had space. Cause but Napoli didn't. Yeah. Because it looked like they were spiraling down, and then yeah. they had this match. I don't know. We don't know if it's a blip. We're going to have to wait and see uh, for next weekend. Yeah. But Insigne, Fabian Ruiz, Politano, what a goal. Yeah. Rounded, rounded Mirante, who was terrible this game. Yeah. On the free kick alone. Insigne's free kick shouldn't have went in. Mirante, he was just, he was just I don't even, he was, he was closer to the other post he was. than he was. It was, it was totally red bar. It was one off game. If, if Mirante has another game like this, I think you can look at going at Paulo Lopez. Well, that's the beauty of Roma's goalie yeah. situation right now. Because he's conf- he's getting confident now, and he's finally starting to show his worth. So, but uh, Ibanez was uh, Ibanez had a bad game. Mancini had a bad game. Cristante again, 
you know, playing in the playing back there. What did you think of the tactic? So Cristante started off in the center back positions. They started yeah. with a three four two one, and then he ended up shifting uh, the formations. Yeah, pretty much halfway through the game, he went to a four man defense. Yeah. At that point, they were late. two nil down. I think. Yeah, it was too late. Yeah, they they brought on Juan but, Jesus. Yeah, Juan Jesus. I, comes I texted on, you. I yeah, said no, it's over. When Juan Jesus comes on, you know it's over. They brought on VR, who couldn't make an impact. Yeah. Carlos Perez didn't make an impact, and uh, Borja Mayoral came on very late. Uh, you know, it's it, they just they didn't show up to this game, and and they definitely paid the price. But we we get we did get one question from one of our fans, and it was uh, why. Did Roma sell Manolas? Because Manolas had a heck of a game. He did. Well, my understanding was into an, uh, into your uh, arrival opponent for top four positions. Not a money they paid. Roma's all. Roma's been in financial trouble for a very long time. How much was that transfer again? Around. I think it was twenty something. Twenty something mil. Yeah. So Roma's Roma's been in the in the in the red in the red ink for a long time financially, and mm-hmm. that's why you don't see them picking up big key players and. And uh, that's why they're selling a lot, like guys like Manolas. And Custom Manolas, yes, he had a great game, but Custom Manolas is a very inconsistent center back. He's, I like to call him the Leonardo Bonucci of the Greek Leonardo Bonucci because he's such a hothead. Yeah, he really is such a hothead. Yeah. I mean, his time at Roma, he was a hothead. So, walking yellow card. Yeah, pretty much. That's what Mancini was last year, a walking yellow card. But he he seemed to learn. Yeah, he's turned it around. He's turned it around. Cartanopoli, though, they 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 came out. They showed up. That that attacking line, no Ozyman. I mean, the, Lozano, Mertens, and Insigne. I mean, Lozano was probably the worst of the three. Yeah. But that Trident is dangerous. It's dangerous. I know Patania came on closer to the end, and yeah, just to give a break. And then you got Politano came off the bench and scored a goal. I mean, they have so many weapons. They do. And Osiman's hurt, and so what happens when Osiman comes back? Right. I know. Yeah. This Napoli team, we said it was make or break for them. They certainly showed up. So they're in the run. They're 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 gonna they're someone that we're probably gonna talk about for a while. I think so. Race. And if they keep if they go on a run now, yeah. If it, you know what, if you take away the point deductions and the yeah and the forfeit match, they're second place behind Milan. I think by a point, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. So they are good. Yeah, and these are the games they have to win. These are the big games they have to win. What did you think about uh, Jekyll made his kind of his debut again his, <laughs> since uh, he's been out forever? Yeah, with COVID, right? Yeah, he just looked sluggish out of the gate. Yes. Definitely affected him. And that's what I think COVID's going to do, right? Like when you have players that have COVID and have to isolate until they get over COVID, I mean, yes, they're training on their own, but it's never the same. same. You're not training with the team. You're good. I think all these players that are going to come back from COVID once they've overcome it is it's going to be tough for them to get back into the squad. Like look at at Edzeko, right? Yeah. Well, a person that defies that is Latan Ibrahimovic. But But that's what I didn't understand. So Fonseca, you're. This is one of the big mistakes he made. Fonseca, you know, Jekyll is coming back. He's going to be rusty. You had tried and tested uh, formation yeah. front line that's been working, and he tinkered with it. He had yeah. Mkhitaryan running the front. Yeah, and look strange. how many goals and assists he got it in was, that time. And then was, Jekyll comes back for one game, and Jekyll's the end all be all for Roma. I didn't like that. Jekyll formation. I think, started started I think they should have started Meyer out yeah. instead, and then ease Jekyll in. I understand it was a big game. Fonseca got scared. 
he did get scared. wanted to go with. But I think he'll learn from this. I think I I, I think Fonseca is a fantastic coach. This is growing pains. Mm-hmm. I mean, Fonseca is when you look at his resume, the biggest team he's coached is Shakhtar Donetsk, right? And yes, fair enough. Yeah, they're uh, they're a phenomenal team in Ukraine, and they had some Champions League exposure. So he's u- it's not the same. Uh, it's not the same. Like the league is. This league is much different, and the expectations at this club alone, Roma. Yeah. It's huge. Roma's Roma's easily one of the hardest clubs in Serie A to manage. They are because the pressure you get from the media. They're like I would say that they're like the Toronto Maple Leafs of the Serie A. Yeah. They really are. They'll never win anything, <laughs> and they drive their fans. It's nuts. true. Roma, yeah, they're starving for Scudetto, right? And the yeah. pressure on the fans, it's huge. It's huge, and you always have high expectations when you're Roma, right? This is the one year. In the longest time since I can remember, that we've we really don't have expectations for Roma, and yeah. they're actually doing considerably well. Yeah. So I see this as a as just a, a blip, man. Yeah, a blip. Let's you know recover, you know, get some confidence in Europa League game. It doesn't mean anything on Thursday, and then back to the drawing board. But I believe their next game is against Sassuolo, Oof. if I'm not. While you're looking that up, I yeah, just want to talk about Go Gattuso. He also made a tactical adjustment because Bakioko, yep. he was out with a red card for this game. So he wanted to play a holding midfielder. He brought in Diego Deme, the Italian-born German. And uh, he had him in the holding position, brought on Zielinski so he can make his runs deep past Martens and Insigne. Yeah. So he tweaked the midfield. And that was an example of uh, great coaching, great reading of the match because um, Diego Deme did a really good job. He did. It freed up Fabian Ruiz, who is probably the best midfielder in the league. Yeah. On the ball, the guy, phenomenal passer. And that combination of holding midfielder, playmaker, and runner in Zelensky was top-notch. Absolutely. Very impressive tactical adjustments with, Absolutely. Uh, from Gattuso. So Roma is playing Sassuolo next week. That's going to be interesting. <laughs> See, because Sassuolo has to come off of a loss now, and Roma have to come off a loss. Yeah, and, and Sassuolo has hammered. a week to prepare. Yeah, no games in between, and we have Cluj to prepare to, in between. Well, no, right? you played. Is it Cluj? Yeah, I believe we played Cluj, but they're almost in. We're in. Roma's already in. Yeah, Roma's yeah, so they qualified can, already. We can rotate. Yeah, we can rotate on Thursday. That'll be a good game. We'll yeah. review that uh, later in the week. Yeah, we'll review that later in the week. So congratulations to Napoli. Let's hey, move on. Yeah, to great work by Gattuso. Yeah, great work by Gattuso. Let's move on to the two games from today that actually were a lot better than... Uh, Not bad for Monday night games. Yeah. Not bad. Considering the teams involved. Torino, let's start with Torino. Big 2-2 draw for them. Those were jerseys I like. Today's jerseys, they did it in honor of the racing. Yeah. Beautiful shirts with the little blue trim on they the were nice. They were nice. They were nice. I, big, uh, I, I don't know if Torino's happy with this point. I really don't know. Uh, I don't know either. Uh, I think <laughs> if you're Torino, you have to take anything. Yeah, right now you got to take, take anything. I mean, you're going up against Claudio Ranieri, who's the... If I was Ranieri, I'd be frustrated. You took the You took the lead. Yeah. And you can see it off the corner like that. Yeah, that's it was a good finish, but yeah, I mean you, you don't concede on set pieces with oh, yeah. Ranieri. Yeah, the old the old guys are doing it for Sampdoria, Antonio Candreva and Fabio Quagliarella with goals, yeah. right? Quags, this was his bogey team too. He scores all the time against Torino. Yeah. I think that was his seventh goal against them. Yeah, Andrea Bellotti scores. Andrea Bellotti again. Yeah, so, so a lot, a lot of the so I think him and uh, Joao Pedro were the only two. 
from the top five Capo Canadiere yeah. race played this week. That scored. This weekend that started, yeah, and they both scored. So Big for that. Keeping that race tight. Yeah, this... The single again. What single. a game. Yeah, back fantastic game for single. The, the, the midfield for Torino, aside from Ansaldi, played... Hey, it's a... No, the names in that midfield... They're involved. Linetti, Rincon, yeah. Miete. You have Rincon's the playmaker. Linetti is the... Uh, the box with the ball-winning midfield. The box, 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 box Miete is the hard tackler in, the, yeah. in there, right? It's a good team. It's just... The defense is a bit weak. Rod, you, yeah. think you shouldn't have, for me, you shouldn't have Ricardo Rodriguez in the back there. That's a oh. sign of weakness. Sedegu maybe is a bit inconsistent. Yeah, he hasn't been good at all this year. No. And then up front, you have one of the best strikers in Italy. Yeah. <laughs> Andrea Bellotti. He scores. Let's face it. He yeah. scores goals. And he then scores. you have uh, the top dancer himself, Simone Anzaga. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seriously, Simone Zaza. But, uh, you know, it's, I guess with Fiorentino, you, know, you take anything you get. Sampdoria, on the other hand, yes, like you said, would be frustrating for them. But yeah, if, if I was Renieri, I'd be very frustrated. Yeah. At the end of the day, they still got a point. Now they sit in 14th place. Torino sitting in the relegation zone still. Uh, 18th place, one point from safety. Um, but looking better for Torino. Yeah, looking you know? better, for sure. They outshot their opponent. Sampdoria. Yeah. Sampdoria only scored with their two shots. Their only two shots on net. Yeah. So, like, that would be frustrating. Yeah. Although he wasn't on the benchmark or Gianpaolo, that would be frustrating. You concede with your only two shots on net. That's where Sirigu, come on. And, yeah. uh, besides that, uh, yeah. Adero had to make some big saves. So, Torino, slowly, we said this a few times, getting better. Slowly. Slowly, slowly but surely. Let's move on to the last game. Genoa again losers. This time to Parma. Strange. So the build up to this game, Preziosi, the owner. Yeah. He fired the club director. He's been there for three months, Fagioni. Yeah. And he hires the guy he sacked <laughs> to bring in Fagioni. Yeah. That just goes to show you this club. This, this club where a it's mess. going. If this team, if you're looking to shake up this team. You don't go after the director. Well, maybe he told the director to fire. Well, he did it because January is coming up. Believe yeah. it or not, we're already in December tomorrow. I know. And, uh, but even a month isn't enough time to make moves no, in the transfer it's market. it's not. These deals should have been happening yeah. months before. Something had to have happened because uh, when you fire a sporting director, it doesn't really shake up a club or shake up a team. It shakes up a club, but not a team. I, I think he maybe he told he told the sporting director at the time you got to get rid of Maran and he didn't want to. Yeah, and if maybe. he didn't want to, he's an idiot. That's true because I can't even talk. Rolando Maran, yeah. I couldn't roll my ear there. Rolando Maran, there you go. They're talking about uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're talking about axing him. So yeah, he's up there. He's got. Yeah, I think this is it for him. If you're Preziosi, yeah. you get rid of the sporting director, get rid of Maran as well too. But you got some good we've names said, out there. We said this is not a bad team. You look at this midfield. You have two veterans of the city, Asturaro, Badelli. Yeah. Scamacca, you have one of the best young strikers. He's yeah. going back. So Solo said they're taking him back because yeah. he's on loan. They had a, a sub in because Perrin got that red card. Alberto Pagliari. Yeah. Not a good debut. No. Uh, he should have saved, I think, the first shot by Juvino. Yeah. Very poor there. And like you have Zapata, I, I so I watched this game Zapata on the first. I, this I don't understand, and this is maybe why Milan, yeah, was struggling when you had Zapata starting the center back position. Jovino was in front of him, 
clearly drops his shoulder and makes it obvious that he's going to run past Zapata. Zapata just lets him go. Yeah. Jovino gets the ball from a beautiful pass from uh, Kuchka. Yep. And he runs in and he slots it in on net where the goalie should have saved it. Yeah. But Zapata, he doesn't try to attempt, you know, throw him offside or get in the way of his run. Nothing. Just lets him walk right past. It was so yeah. easy. And that's why Genoa's uh, dead, or not that last, but second last in the league. Yeah, this guy Parma is terrible. This guy Parma out of safety. Parma's out of relegation right now, yeah. by just by a point. And they switched from the three-man defense. Carlos said, "I don't want to see this three-man defense anymore." He uh, moved <laughs> to the Christmas tree formation yeah. again. This seems to be the theme. And he had Gervinho and Caramo behind Cornelius. He had a big man up top, yeah. which he hasn't done. And Cornelius played outstanding. He did. Cornelius played really well. Kuchka was outstanding as well. Kuchka was probably one of the best midfield yeah. performances. This, uh, yeah. And Luigi was not that bad in that. Round nine. Yeah, Luigi Seppe had a good game, which he has to do. He has to start stepping up because yeah. he uh, he should. He should be a leader on this team, and he, he has the be. quality. He but should be. Like Kuchka, he won two dribbles, five tackles. He won 10 balls in the air. Yeah. He won 10 headers in the air. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Crazy. Uh unstoppable this game but uh for genoa oh. i don't know where you go i don't know where you go from here i really don't i don't even think with the january transfer window looming uh yeah yikes it's not looking good no i don't think anyone even wants to be there on this team <laughs> they, they really don't they're just they're not even showing up to play yeah your owner is a bit of a loose cannon yeah a lot of controversy with them in the past and for sure Disappointing for that. Looking good. Good turnaround for Parma. Yeah, good turnaround for Parma. So with that being said, we'll just read you the top the top seven. Yeah, we'll read uh, the top uh, seven, so then we'll read the relegation. We'll read the, yeah, read the bottom five. The bottom five mm-hmm. is interesting. So the top seven, you got Milan in first place with 23 points. Second place, Inter Milan, 18 it points. Not. They got the head-to-head over Sassuolo, who's in third place with 18 points. Juventus in fourth with 17 points. Napoli sitting in fifth. Uh, and then Roma right behind them with 17 points. And then 7th place, Hellas Verona, 15 points. Watch out for them. They're a tough team. And then here are your bottom five. So obviously your 18th, 19th, and 20th place teams are relegation zone. And that's Torino, Genoa, and Crotone. Uh, Torino, Genoa tied on five points, 18th, 19th place there. And then Crotone sitting on a poor two points. But then in 17th place, just one point from safety, you got Parma with that big win today. They really needed that. And then with three points from safety, Cesare Prandelli's Fiorentina. What a poor start. You what got those reversed, I think. Fiorentina's on eight points. Fiorentina's on eight points. Three points ahead of Torino. In the releg- no, early three points six. from safety. Torino has six points. Torino has six. Oh, I'm sorry. Torino, no, does, okay. Torino does have six. Yeah, Torino has and six. And Parma has nine. Nine. Mm-hmm. My apologies. I'm reading standings and I don't have the last two games updated. <laughs> so no you worries. have Parma on 17th. Three Parma points. Parma on 16th. Parma on 16th. Three points. Right above Torino, above Torino, and then Fiorentina, two points above Torino. So, if you're Cesare Prandelli, Rocco Camiso, this is not going well for a team that was supposed to be fighting for a Europe spot. Oh my goodness! Yeah, and you look too at this table: Atalanta, Lazio, the two teams that finish obviously third and uh, fourth, eighth and ninth. Eighth and ninth now point difference. It looks like there's a division starting to happen. Yeah, you're starting to see some separation between the top nine teams and the rest of the league. It looks like 
there's going to be a bit of a split there because that top nine is very competitive. Yeah. Then you have your mid-table teams, and then you're going to have your relegation battle around those five, yeah. six teams, I think. Absolutely. But uh, the team is the table starting to separate. Milan is kind of they have uh, game insurance now. They yeah. can afford to lose a game. Yeah. They're doing really well. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, with that being said, let's let's preview the four Champions League games for our Italian clubs this coming week. Mm-hmm. Uh, some big games, some must-win games, some huge games. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the first game <laughs> take place uh, for our Italian clubs. Atalanta will be hosting Michiland. Needs to be routine business for Atalanta. Would be good. We we've we've said this earlier. They're on a high. They're on a roller coaster run. High yes. and low, high and low, high and low. But you're against the whipping boys. You're at, of of the group. You're at home. You need to win this game. You hope Liverpool does you a favor and you can control your destiny in that game against Ajax. Uh, that in that final group showdown, game showdown. So, Atalanta, I think wins this game very comfortably. They know what's at stake. Maybe that's why. I mean, they didn't play bad against Hellas Verona. They just couldn't get the goals, right? So, Yeah, I think Atalanta should win. Yeah. The more kind of interesting game is going to be Liverpool-Ajax. Yeah. Because Liverpool, they came off uh, a draw in their most recent game. Yeah. In the Premier League. And they lost to Atalanta a few days before they lost that. Atalanta, they're injury-riddled. Yeah. Jurgen Klopp got into a huge spot. Yeah, I heard about report. that. That was awesome. That was awesome. Uh, yeah. And then if you saw... So Ajax you, is... Yeah. They're hitting form. Yeah, they are. So before you know it, Liverpool could be Yeah. Mind you, they gotta play Michelin, so who knows? Should be fine. Yeah. But Ajax can take a point off them. Yeah. Ultimately what it's gonna come down to anyway is Ajax at the last, at the last, the last game. Down. Yeah. I think Liverpool just wants to shore up their, their qualification. <laughs> Make but, that game against Michelin yeah. uh, a walk in the park. So, but yeah, Atalanta have to win this. If they drop points in this game, yeah. Atalanta, they better hope Liverpool beat Ajax. Yeah, or else it's going to be very hard for them. Definitely, this group right now sits point wise. It is Liverpool on nine, Ajax and Atalanta tied at seven, Michelin at zero. So, Michelin scored two goals, eleven against Atalanta, eight goals for seven against Ajax, seven five, seven goals four five against. Yeah. So they can, yeah. You know, all three teams in the top of this group can score. The only team that can, looks like can defend is Liverpool. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Let's see what happens. We're both saying Atlanta. Take Atlanta in this game. Yeah, they should. Yeah. If they don't, it will be a. Yeah, it'll be a surprise. Yeah, big surprise. Look at the surprises we had. You never know. Anyways, let's move on to the next one. A big must win game here. We enter their t- paying a visit. To Borussia Puchengladbach, yes. And if they want to stay alive, they have to win this game. Have to win. Have to win. There's no tie. There's no option. No, you have to win this game. Matching Gladbach have lost one game in their last six. It was to Bayer Leverkusen for three. So they're they've been red hot. They've been red hot ever this. since the Champions League started. Yeah, they've when, been they've yeah. been fired up. They're only missing, so they're missing Jonas Hoffman this game and uh, Rami Bensambani, who has been one of their best players in yeah. defense. Hoffman's been a good uh, player too, but Valentin Lazaro, maybe he'll start this game. The interloney yeah. Conte thought was no good. He scored a beautiful scorpion kick in the Budenzig, if anyone wants to take a look at that. Yeah. 
Inter are going to be missing Arturo Vidal on a red. Alexander Kolarov, Brozovic, still questionable. Rajan Nagolan is doubtful, but he's a bench player who comes See, on. See, this is this is good. You ha- you can't play Vidal. Exactly. It was kind of it was it was kind of a blessing it's at a blessing. that red card. Uh, but I'm curious to see now who's going to bring it. I think it will be Senzi. Yeah, He'll I think it's going to be Senzi. Which wouldn't be bad. Senzi, before yeah. he got injured, was one of Inter's best midfielders. Yeah. So no Brozovic, no Vidal. So it's kind of... Which I'm happy to see Brozovic out yeah. for this game. No offense to Brozovic, yeah, but I'm happy. Yeah, kind of puts a fork in his, in his plans, but it forces him to have to go the right way. I think it's a blessing in disguise. I do too, in a way. I think so. It's, it's a matter, though, of how he's going to set up the defense. Yeah. Please don't start D'Ambrosio in the right center back Well, he started again. with DeVry, Skriniar, and Bastoni. Makes me believe he might go to he might lean to Ranocchia in this game. I, I would like to. Bastoni for me, he's kind of been off form ever since the international yeah. break. I'm Maybe sure he just tired. needs a rest. Yeah, just he's tired. get him out. Needs a rest, man. And Guy don't played. put Ashley Young on his wing. If you are going to start Bastoni, please yeah. don't put him with Ashley Young. I think Young. you see Ranocchia in this game. I really do. Um because Conte's, Conte's never started his same center backs, his same center defensive lineup mm-hmm. in two games in a row. So, and, and you know what? I think for this game, he's going to continue on with the approach he took at Sassuolo. Yeah. He's going to sit back, clog up that midfield, he and he's going to play uh, strong defense. Yeah. I and think I think so. uh, that can make the difference because he's come out too aggressive in some of these games in yeah. Champions League. Yeah. And. Uh, his shows as well, even though they weren't great at creating chances, yeah, they were still able to score three goals. Definitely. So, and watching Laback's whole game plan is based off of running into space, yeah, they're not really great at the intricate passing around the box. So, if Inter really clogs up those middle blocks of channels, takes away the half spaces, yeah, I think they can get one on this uh Gladbach team, yeah, for sure. They should. Inter has a better quality overall. Yeah. Which, so they should. This is the Antonio Conte way. And Inter's not going to go away. I just enter this is going to play right into Inter's plans. If they win this game, Inter's season is going to turn around. I think they'll get yeah. a whole new belief. I think uh, I think, I think it's going to be a good week for the Italians in, yes. uh, in Europe. And I think Inter's going to win this game. Yes. I do. I just, Vidal I not so there. Too. Vidal not there. You're playing a you're, yes. You're playing a red hot Mucci block team, but they that they play about they play a run into space. Antonio Conte is now going to play the counter attacking role. This is just it's mm-hmm. everything's kind of it's all the puzzles are all the pieces is, are falling yeah. into place. Right? I think Senzi is going to be good, even though yeah. he might be a bit rusty. I think Senzi will be a good addition in the midfield. Yeah, definitely. I just want to talk quickly about the Shakhtar Donetsk game yeah. Real Madrid. So Shakhtar did beat them with a B team in Madrid. Uh, when they when they last played, now they're not missing too many players. Uh, Shakhtar, but Real Madrid just lost to Alavés, yep. who won in the La Liga, and they're missing Eden Hazard, who was the hero for the Inter game. He's just got injured. The guy's been injured ever since he's been at Madrid. Still missing Dani Carvajal. Sergio Ramos is out. Still Federico Valverde is out. Karim Benzema is a doubt. Now, from what I heard in the reports, he got injured again at training, so he should be out for the game. Luka Jovic is out. And Alvaro Ordizola, he's a doubt. Yeah. And Very thin, this Real Madrid team. And we could, So we could see another Shakhtar upset, and if you're an Inter fan, you want Shakhtar to win this game. 
Yeah, you want Shakhtar to win this game because then it forces Madrid to have to beat Mönchengladbach. Absolutely. Because if Inter lose, it's done for them regardless. So yeah. if they win and they put the pressure on uh, yeah. Real Madrid to do something, right? And Shakhtar. Shakhtar knows they have to win. Real Madrid knows they have to win. So this this group, yeah, everything to play for still. Everything to play for from, from first to fourth in the group. Yeah. Those two games, if, if Inter wins and Shakhtar wins... This like tomorrow, mm-hmm. you're gonna see some lights out, two lights out games for Group B. Yeah, because there's everything to play for. Shakhtar's not gonna be a walk, not gonna be no walk in the park. No, for they're Inter, not. Right? They're not. It's the Conte way. It's never the easy way. It's always the hard way. So hard attack way. Let's see what happens there. Uh, so we're both telling you to take Inter to win. I'm gonna take the surprise. Don't I take the surprise? I just think the way it's gonna work out. I just think Shakhtar might pull it off again. They have the they chance. Have if they did it with yeah. Real Madrid when they were at more full strength, yeah. there's no reason why they can't do it again. Yeah. And it wasn't a fluke win. No. They're not a bad and team. Real Madrid has been abysmal. Yeah. yeah. One or two games that Madrid's look good is against Inter. And <laughs> yeah. now, and how does that Inter tell been? you? Yeah. So. Now we got to see if the real Inter comes out. Because yeah. like I said, they didn't, I don't, I didn't, I don't think they played too good against the Swallow. Yeah. So we'll see what kind of enter we see. Yeah. Going to be a flip of a coin for them. Definitely. Let's move on to the next game. Uh, Juventus hosting Dinamo Kiev should be a rotation game. Means nothing this Means game. Means nothing this game, right? Yeah. They can lose. They yeah. can win. Barcelona most likely win. At the end of the day, if Juve wants to finish first in this group, yeah. they got to beat Barca, I think, by more than three goals. Yeah. I think that's out of question for them. Yeah. So... Yeah, if I'm Pirlo, I just tweak, rotate the squad, give Dybala time, get Buffon, some goals. You probably see Buffon in between the sticks. Yeah, just rotate. This, these are the games you purposely finish. You're already through the groups. Yeah, you get the jobs done early, and yeah. you get rest for the yeah, week. Absolutely, coming, the weekend so games rotate. coming up. So we're telling you to take. I think Juventus is still going to win. Hands down. Yeah, there's not much to say about that game. No, there's not. But the next game is a big one. Uh, Lazio are playing Dortmund. Yeah, a red hot Dortmund. Well. A red hot Dortmund until they until they dropped points this past weekend. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you right now how they played quick. It's slipping my mind. I think it was Cologne. They uh, really they lost to Cologne. Think, yeah, it was FC Cologne. Cologne or they two tied? one two one wow. and Cologne's been. Uh, I don't think they've been one of the better teams in the Bundesliga no, this year. Usually aren't. Yeah, they usually they they're struggling, right? Yeah. So Lazio's playing them. Yeah. Holland. He didn't have a good game in that in that weekend game against Cologne. Cologne's fifteenth in the Bundesliga. Yeah, Dortmund's in fourth uh, fourth yeah. right now. But you know, Lazio Lazio's surprised everybody in the Champions League. They've done really well so far. They have a four point lead on Club Brugge. Mm-hmm. You win this game. You, you win this game against Dortmund. You essentially clinch. You you clinch into the round of sixteen. So that last game against Club Brugge means nothing. Exactly. So, so you win, you win, and it's done. Can they do it again? I don't know. Even if you tie, it's technically. Uh, if you tie and Brugge wins, it's two yeah. points. Two points. It gives you an advantage. Yeah, yeah, it gives you an advantage. But, but I think they got nothing to lose by going out for a win here. Yeah, go for the win. Because regardless, if you tie, it's a playoff game. Yeah. The last game against Brugge. If you uh, if you lose, it's a playoff game. Yeah. So you just go out for the win. Beat Dortmund like they did the first game. Yeah. And that's all that matters. Absolutely. Unless unless Zenit pulls off a miracle, the Russian teams have been 
Oh, absolute crap this year. I think the yeah. Russian teams have won two games out of 20 in all yeah. European competition. They've been garbage. Yeah, they have Russia. been. So uh, I would expect Club Rouge to win. Yeah. And Lazio, they got to just go for it. Yeah. Absolutely. Don't play for the draw because I'm, I'm telling you, Bruges, that last game, they're not a bad team. Yeah. Even though they only have three goals, it just takes one goal to win a exactly. game. Exactly. And you, and you don't want it to come to that. No, you don't. You don't. And the last time you played, you drew them. So exactly. You don't want that. You don't want that. I think, like I said, I think it's going to be a nice midweek for the Italian teams. I think uh, I'm going to go with Lazio winning this game. And uh, yeah, I don't think I don't think they're going to tie. I don't think they're going to lose. I think they're going to win this game. That's gonna. It's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. But Cheeto is inspired. He's played his old club that gave up on him. Yeah. You know, he was the guy that came in. He was the guy coming in to replace Lewandowski, right? Failed miserably. He did. Everybody there. Fell at Sevilla, fell at Dortmund. Yeah. Now he's found his place with Lazio. Yeah. Show them what they missed out on. I know it's hard. It's hard, but I think I'm going to take Lazio in this game. Ooh, that, that game against Udine changed my mind about Lazio so much when they come up against the tough defense. And yeah. That might be Lazio's Achilles heel. They can't break down teams that sit back. Dortmund's not going to be a team that sits back. No. They're always going to go for the exactly. jugular. Exactly. So I'm going to be on the fence. I'm going to call a draw in this game. Yep. I think it go any any way. You have two of the best strikers in the world in Holland and Chiro. They get a half chance. They can put it away. Absolutely. It's going to come down to who's better on the day. Absolutely. Um, can I, I just want to talk about some of the storylines and some of the groups. So, like, in, in Group A, for instance, there's a crazy story developing between Atletico and Lokomotiv Moscow. So, they've played each other twice already. Yeah. Atletico now have to play Bayern, who've clinched the group. And Atletico are only sitting on five points. Lokomotiv Moscow has to go against Salzburg. Lokomotiv Moscow sitting on three. Salzburg sitting on one. That group's wide open. Atletico yeah. Madrid, who is sitting second, I think, in La Liga with a game in hand, which they could move into first. They could be knocked out, yeah, because potentially, potentially. So, so if they lose the, yeah, well, if they lose, because Bayern's got locomotive. Well, yes, but if, but it's not even them. If Salzburg even, which they're good enough to win, yeah, they're gonna have to win local the locomotive, and then it could be a playoff against against Atletico and Salzburg. Jesse Marsh, the American, yeah, more than capable of winning. They score goals. They just concede a ton of goals. Yeah, so there's a storyline there. Yeah, enters group we talked about. Porto Olympiacos, it comes down to them, kind of, but that group is almost that done and done. dusted. That's uh, the group we talked the about. Group. Chelsea Sevilla and... Sevilla going at each other for first play. place. So this is, a, this is yeah, if you want to win the group, you got to win this uh, match. This game. Yeah, but they're both through. I don't I don't think either of them care. I don't think this game's going to have think, much intensity. I think it will. I think you're going to see them go for it because I think, uh, especially Lampard, because he's a rookie coach, yeah. very competitive guy, and I think... Maybe that's where Lopetegui, the experience comes in. He's like, listen, I know Chelsea. I know what he's going to do. Yeah, I know he's going to come and go for the win because he, he, he has to prove himself, Lampard, yeah. still. The English media. Because he's the first English coach in a long time that's been... Decent. Yeah, in England. It's been a long time since there's been a good English coach. So he has a lot to prove, and I think Lopetegui, you're going to see the experience come in, and he'll be able to... And he's a defense first coach, so... Nick went off of Chelsea. Yeah. Uh, we talked about Lazio Group F. Talked about G, but Group H is going to be H, interesting. You have essentially 
two playoff games. So you have Man U versus PSG, three point difference. Yeah. You have Leipzig versus Istanbul. No disrespect to Istanbul, but let's just say you have to expect Leipzig's going to win. Yeah. Putting them on nine points. And then whoever wins at a Man U, Petit Saint Germain, is essentially going to yeah. go through. I honestly think PSG wins this game. RB Leipzig wins this game and you got three teams on nine points going into the last game and if you're exactly. PSG you love that because then you're playing bus exit here right. exactly. and Leipzig and Man United got to kill each other for that last so spot. that's why if, if Man U beat PSG then they're through they're through PSG could be out uh, with that depending on if Leipzig, Leipzig wins and then the Leipzig Man U game yeah. I think you're going to have it's going to be interesting it's going to be interesting for sure it's going to be really interesting now we're really starting to see this uh, come into play, but uh, I mean that uh, that's I, I can't wait for these games. They're they're actually gonna be, now we're starting to really see. This is the business stage, squeaky bum time, like they say in England. Yeah, you get into the front of your seat. This is this when is, all the action. Happens. This is where the action happens. Uh, for some more, some less exciting news. <laughs> um, Roma's got this competition in the bag. Yeah, I don't doing know. the doing the the trouble this year. Uh, I don't know about that. So, uh, Milan, uh, some some couple interesting games in Europa League. Milan are playing Celtic. They're hosting Celtic at the Giuseppe Meazza. By no means is that an easy game. Um, Milan, it's well, it's it's not an easy game. Neil Lennon, he's on the chopping block for Celtic. He is. They're talking about replacing replacing him with Gordon Strachan. Henrik Larsson and Roy Keane are also in the running for a managerial position. So Celtic, although... Uh, They're not... Celtic's it, it, not the technically end, it, it's out Celtic. yet. It's Celtic at the end of the day, yeah. but they've been... They haven't been good. No, they season. haven't been good, but it's a very interesting storyline. So you have Lille on eight points, Milan on seven, Sparta Prague on six, quietly yeah. doing some business. And then, yes, you have Celtic, one point out of the Europa League. This team's dangerous because they have nothing to lose, and they want to prove a point. So That's true. That's if true. they get a result and and beat Milan or tie hold Milan to a tie, it's it, it's a victory for them. I don't see that happening in any stretch. I just think Milan's way too powerful for them. But you could technically see there is a very small chance Milan could get kicked out of the Europa League. There is, but I see with this group. Yeah, you had Sparta Prague. They got back to back wins, but it was against Celtic, the bottom yeah. team. So their easiest games out of the way. Now they have to beat the two better teams in that group. Yeah. So that's going to be difficult for them. And AC Milan and Leo both have a game against Celtic. So yeah. unless Celtic turns it around. Yeah. If Celtic turns around, they can turn this entire group up on its head. For sure. But if they continue with the way they're going, then it should be Leo and Milan going through. Absolutely. So we'll see with Celtic. Celtic uh, have a lot of history in Europe. Yeah, they do. They do. Let's move on to the next game. Roma hosting the young boys. You're right. They weren't playing. Yeah, they Cluj. played. They played, uh, they played right already. Romania. My apologies on that. So the Roma, Roma, the Roma fan doesn't even know. Well, not even following Europa League. What's going on here? I told you, doesn't matter until <laughs> until around the 32, around the 16. I already knew Roma clinched uh, birth into did, the round of 32. So this game really doesn't mean anything to them. It's just a firm grasp on first place. But first place, winning your group in Europa League means a lot because you don't. You got to watch out for those third place teams from Champions League that come down. So you're more likely to play them if you fall in the second place. Um, That's true. So Roma, just get the business, get the job done. I'll just give you. This isn't who's going to drop, but for instance, if a Champions League was going to drop, 
these teams are going to drop right now. If it finished, it'd be Lokomotiv Moscow, Shakhtar Donetsk, Olympiakos, Atalanta, Rennes, Club Rouge, Dynamo Kiev, RB Leipzig. Those would be the teams dropping down. Yeah. So there's a few... A few bogey teams in there. Two bogey teams. But uh, Roma will get, I think Roma will get the job done. I mean, they'll, they'll rotate the squad this game. The pressure's more on young boys to win this game mm-hmm. because they got Cluj breathing down their neck, right? So, But I think Roma will win this game. They just got too much quality for this young boy side. Um, so I'm going to take Roma in this game. And then you got uh, Napoli playing Alkmaar. Napoli... Uh, leading the group right now with nine points. You got Sociedad and Alkamar both on seven points with two games left. Pressure's on Alkamar to win this game. Yeah. I don't see it happening. I I don't see a repeat of I don't see they did beat them last time, but I don't see a repeat happening. Again, Napoli's kind of what we said in the mainland game. They are in a situation that Sparta Prague was. Differences Napoli is sitting first. They played the worst team in the group twice already. Now they got to play the first place La Liga team and Akmar. Yeah. With but the the beauty beauty of it is they have a two point advantage, so they can go into that Akmar game, win this game, win this game. They pretty you much don't have in. to worry. About, win this game, you're in. Oh yeah, that's right. So yeah, they win are this in. game, and you're in. You don't have to worry about. Yeah, I'd, be, I'd be more Sociedad. worried about. Yeah, more worried about Sociedad. Yeah. So unless Sociedad, which you expect them to win, that means they'd already be through. Yeah. And you'd be facing a, a Sociedad who might rest their squad, but you don't want to. You want to keep your cards. Yeah. You know, keep the keep it to your in your own hands. Absolutely, don't rely on any any other teams to go. Absolutely. Through. So those games take place on Thursday. Uh, be sure to check those out. Is there uh, anything else you want to talk about? No, just the the German teams tearing it up this year. Yeah, they are. They are tearing it up. Sure are. They're they're doing. Don't underestimate the Germans. Yep. The Bundesliga. Uh, there is a piece that I want to talk about. There's a huge game tomorrow night. Uh, for those of you that don't already know, Forge FC playing that crucial Concacaf League quarterfinal against Hades Arkahai FC. Um, the winner, if they win, the, Forge FC wins this group, they automatically. Or so for FC wins this tie, they automatically qualify for the CONCACAF Champions League. They'll be the first CPL team to ever do it. Um, and then they can go into that uh, Canadian Championship game in 2021 with nothing to lose, everything to gain. Because if you beat Toronto FC, you take them out of the Champions League. <laughs> so um, this is a big game. It's on TSN2. It's at 8 o'clock tomorrow night. The game, interesting enough, is in the Dominican Republic. Um so obviously for those of you that know or don't know so Haiti and the Dominican Republic share the same island uh, a lot of uh, con- a lot a lot of poor, there's a very poor relationship between Dominican Republic and Haiti uh, Haiti obviously a very unfortunately a dangerous place to travel and due to a lot of high crime rate um, just to name a few uh, incidents that have happened there uh, in the country, but it's a country in turmoil, unfortunately. And uh, of all places, they have chosen to instead play in the Dominican Republic. So you wonder, and this is supposed to be Arkehai's home game because they're supposed they're the higher seed. Interesting enough, you basically put them in a hot zone where there's a lot of turmoil. So you're basically it'll be interesting to see how this team shows up, how they're treated. Uh, Forge FC, obviously, going into the Dominican Republic, you're going into warm weather. Um, you're it's, looking forward to this nice. game. Yeah, <laughs> it is. 
if I was Forge FC, I would prefer to play this game at home in Hamilton. Um, sure, take take advantage of that. Uh, it should be snowing by then. Yeah, exactly. It'll be snowing tomorrow night, and then a lot of these teams that I mean, we saw it with Toronto FC. I mean, you didn't see it, them too unfazed, but when the teams when they were playing in the Concacaf Champions League that were from the Caribbean islands or Mexico came up to play us in like February and March, they froze. And there was that psychological advantage that Toronto FC had over everybody. So you would have wished that for Forge, but unfortunately they're the lower seed, but by no means they have le- do they have less quality than this team. This Forge FC team should win. The draw was a very for- is a very good draw for Forge FC. I think we're going to see the first Canadian Premier League team in the CONCACAF Champions League next year. I think Forge FC has what it takes to even win this tournament, the CONCACAF League. And if they lose this game, it is not the end of the world. They will play it. They will have another chance at clinching a CONCACAF Champions League spot. They essentially have three chances to clinch it. I mean, how could you love how could how could you not love that? You yeah. win this game you're in. You lose, you play a playoff game against another quarterfinal loser in the CONCACAF League. Uh, for the spot. If you lose that, you still have the the Canadian Championship spot. So like it's 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 beautiful for them, but get it done in the first try. Um, a small story too, uh, for those of you that follow Canadian soccer, uh, there is a very very notable name on Forge FC uh, in David Edgar. Um, Newcastle score that big goal. For yeah. Newcastle. So David Edgar, he's made uh, he's had quite a career uh, in Eng- uh, in England, across the pond, and back home. Uh, he had stints uh, with uh, he he joined Newcastle's academy when he was fourteen. Uh, had that crazy goal. Uh, he played for Newcastle. He played for Burnley. He played for Swansea. He played for Birmingham City. Back when Sheffield Andy Carroll United. was good. Yes. <laughs> Andy Carroll's a legend, by the way. <laughs> I love Andy Carroll. Um, he had a stint with the uh, Vancouver Whitecaps. He's also played in the USL with Nashville before they came up to MLS. Uh, Ottawa Fury before they moved into uh, before they moved into the CPLs and let it go Ottawa. So journeyman. He's a journeyman. Uh, he has announced at the age of 33 that he will this will essentially could be his last game he's going to finish a 2020 calendar year and he's going to retire so this game could be his last game if he lose if they lose then that quarterfinal playout that playout for the champions league spot would be his last game so good way to go out he's i think for a canadian he's had a fantastic career um, made yeah, for- considering we're Canadians now, you see them. Yeah, they're coming in more and more. Leo, we have the Canadian there. Yeah, Davis. Uh, I believe his Al- name is Davis, right? I'm Al- getting mixed up. Alfonso Davies. No, Alfonso Davies plays for Bayern, left back. There's a uh, Leo. Oh, Davis, that's um. Plays as a striker. Kyle Laren. Kyle, no, 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 that's not Laren. It's uh, Laren plays, I think, in Turkey now. Davids. Davids, yeah, something like Davids. Jonathan Davids. Davids. Yes, Jonathan Davids. He's a striker for Leo. What I'm getting at is you got a lot of Canadian talent now yeah. coming through. You which do. Which we haven't seen in a long time. And God, since can't likes, remember, yeah, since before our time, I think. Yeah, so it's nice to see Edgar was kind of with the Paul Pascal Salidos of the world. and Edgar was around. Uh, Edgar was the center back, I think, when, uh, when we hosted the Under-20 World Cup. In 2007. Mm-hmm. I think so. It's been a long time since we've had... Yeah. I think he was the center back in 2007 for the other 20 World Cup. Probably. I think so. I doubt there would have been anyone else, but... Well... Yeah, we've had Paul Stoltieri, 
Peshka yeah. Salido. You know, we've had all these. We've had some, and very interesting enough. Radzinski. Do you know who the goalkeeper was for Canada in the under tw- under under twenty World Cup in two thousand and seven? Who their starting goalkeeper was in two thousand and seven? No, a very young Asmir Begovic. Oh, really? He because he was raised. He yeah. was born in Bosnia, raised in Edmonton. He was a starting goalkeeper for Canada in that tournament, and then he chose to represent Bosnia. Don't blame him. <laughs> yeah, everybody knows but how. Now, but now it's different for Canada. I now think. it's different. You're starting to see some. We'll see how good we are with the World Cup that we get to host in 2026. But we better qualify qualify for the 2022. Yeah, I think we we there's no reason why we cannot be. We should not be in top four in the Concacaf no, there region. Isn't. There's no reason. I mean, we're always going to battle. There's no reason why we can't be on par with the states. I don't. I think Mexico is. They're 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 miles ahead. Listen, growing up my entire life when I've been doing the tournaments back and forth between the States and Canada, Canadian teams and their youth, we always beat the American teams. Yeah. I guess when it came... When it came to make the, to the senior? When it came to take that next level, yeah. There. Take that step up to senior level, that's where Canada always lacked yeah. leg behind. So now we have that system. I think Canada is the most played sport among youth yeah. in uh, the country. Yeah, and if the you... If you look at, uh, if you read this book, uh, it's, it's an older book, but uh, it's called Soccernomics. What, based on their data and on their stats and the number of the number of youth that play soccer in this country, and basically the resources we have, Canada is one of the biggest underperformers in the world in the soccer world. Mm-hmm. You want to know who the biggest overachiever is? Not. It's not a. Uh, it's not a team you would ever think it's gotta of. Got to be Iceland now, maybe, but that was before Iceland. Yeah, I'm, I read this book. I'm just, yeah. it's not coming to my mind. It was Georgia, from Georgia. Europe, from UEFA. Mm. They punch above their weight. I'm sure it's different now. It's yeah. it's an older book, but Canada has always been one of the biggest underachievers in the world. There's no reason we why we can be on par or even better than the states. Listen, we make great athletes. I just don't think football's ever been taken seriously serious here until yeah. cuz it's all hockey 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 yeah. but now they're starting to put in money into into soccer. Yeah. It's, it's as as we've gotten older now we see the foundations are there for Yeah. You know, know, academies here now and Yeah. links to overseas and Yeah. I mean for guys more, more clear paths to get overseas. Yeah. For guys that grew up in our generation yeah. we we had nothing. No. We had nothing. But uh it it's good, you know, as a father of two boys and Giuliano is a father of a boy so far. Um, I, I the future's bright for them. Yeah. Right. So, and speaking of World Cup, uh, we have the draw for UEFA coming up a week from today. Yeah, and Italy's in pot one. So we'll see. That's something to look forward to. And we're gonna be in one of the short, the smaller groups because mm-hmm. we qualify for the Nations League semi-final, final. So, yeah, so maybe we'll talk a bit about that. Um, if we record on Monday, and the draw will be done by then, obviously. And yeah. But well, we'll be recording later this week to go over the Champions League games, preview exactly. some big exactly. games, that Roma Sassuolo game this coming weekend, and plus many more to come. That's it. That's it. So enjoy the enjoy the games this midweek. We will be back. And for those of you again, it's called Panettoncino from Costco. <laughs> I know I sound like a cake when I say it's from Costco, but it's bloody delicious. <laughs> it's bloody delicious. So enjoy. 
Enjoy, grab a piece of panettone. Grab a coffee. Enjoy the games this midweek. We'll exactly. be back. We'll be back at the end of the week, Thursday, Friday, to go over Serie A. And uh, till then, ciao ragazzi. Yeah.